Oh, here's the greatest. Here's the greatest of all. It's like... I read this into... <laughs> like I said, I'm in an echo chamber underneath a bridge. Or not a bridge, but a, in a building. Underneath the educational building. It's like campus. And it's like, uh, there's like a place where nobody's cleaned this place out for like two years. Because the previous homeless guy used to live here, stuff is still here. And it's two, that was a year and a half ago. And I found his ID card. And I found his ID card. And it's like, shit, fuck, why do I want to? And it's still here. And then I purposely kind of leave things here to see if somebody might throw it away or something. There's no custodians. Maybe, maybe, maybe the day of, of, of a, you know, when I was a custodian, I, I was a custodian from age 15, 15 and a half. I got my first job to about 20 through college. It was like an easy job working for the university pretty much. And, and it was like, uh, I was good at it. It was, it was like an easy job most of the time. The other half of the time, we worked our butts off. Because my uncle was my boss. And we worked our butts off when they had a big conference and, and stuff. I'm rambling. I'm rambling. All these stories. It's like, it's like uh, 600 stories that were lost. Like I said on a previous podcast. But so okay, but all there is is now. So now is uh, I was I was I was watch I was watching the, my favorite TV show. I think it's still recording. Um, my favorite TV show is The Mandalorian, and this is what happens. Luke Skywalker is a fucking killing machine, and the Mandalorian barely, barely can touch one of these twelve black robots, and, and then the Jedi comes in and destroys them all in fifteen seconds. But the young Yoda. Where's the volume? Is the volume up here or what? Skywalker. Are you a Jedi? I am. Come, little one. doesn't want to go with you. 
He wants your permission. He is strong with the Force, but talent without training is nothing. I will give my life to protect the child, but he will not be safe until he masters his abilities. Takes off his mask. R2-D2. I remember you. Right. I mean, talk about fucking crying. Okay. <laughs> Bring it back to reality. That's fantasy. It's, you know, science fiction. It's good. I like it. I, I, I love it. I, I like this. Once again, I, I, I keep thinking, what? I'm I'm not okay. Okay, just bring it up straight. My favorite comedian is Adam Control Adam C 
Corolla. And Dr. Drew, who did Love Line, not to say, you have to look these things up. Adam Corolla, Dr. Drew, Love Line. And, and their, their podcasts that they do now, I listen to Adam Corolla's podcast every day, pretty much. And he's got like three or four podcasts. I listen to him every day, and it's, it, it, he, he's a nice guy. He's, he's a nice guy, and I really like him, and I respect him, and I basically agree with, you know, 98% of his politics and stuff and everything he says, and I understand that he knows about treatment. He knows about, because Dr. Drew is too, because through love line stuff. So it's like, it's like I, I understand. Shit, I gotta. Wow, that was just like a second that I almost thought I was going for a mania or something. Like, wow. So. It's not that serious. There is a lot of that. self-confidence and ability and you know you don't need to have a college education and I already said although I haven't said it recently but in previous destroyed podcasts of 600 or so and I'm relying on that because this is like it doesn't matter just I usually talk to myself a lot of it is personal therapy I'm just talking to myself for personal therapy. I don't know if I'm going to post any of this. I don't know if I want my kids to listen to this. I don't know. <sighs> Yet. Wow, that was like a super long pause was just because the, the phone. Uh, <laughs> okay. I wanted to finish a story, but I can't remember the story, so i got to think. So I'm going to pause. I will pause now and think about what story I was trying to tell. Oh, the thing about the stream of consciousness. Okay. Now, that, that actually was a good story, in a way. And I didn't finish it from previous recordings. But the stream of consciousness, uh, I mentioned William Faulkner was an author from the 20s and 30s, and who was a famous author who did, I read like three or four of his books. And one of them was called The Sound and the Fury. The Sound and the Fury. And when I was interviewed uh, at my last uh, teaching job in Scrivener, they said, well, what is this 
on your transcript, it says sound in theory, you know, you got one, you know, one credit hour. What, what's sound in theory? And I said, I told him, I told him, it's a novel. It's a novel by William Faulkner. It's a novel by William Faulkner about stream of consciousness. So I kind of described it to them, but it didn't. It didn't matter if I got the job or not. I got I did get the job, so it didn't, it didn't matter. But stream of consciousness is is what I'm doing right now. It's like whatever comes in your brain, you bring it out. You bring it out. This is not this is not storytelling. It's just stream of consciousness. Whatever is in your brain, it comes out. Now, The Sound and the Fury by William Faulkner is a story of, uh, and I actually was saying this to myself. Piece of paper. Uh, okay, so in the, in, in, in the novel, um, the Sound of Fury by William Faulkner, which is considered quintessential sound uh, beyond James Joyce's. James Joyce or somebody from Ireland or something. I, I didn't read that one, but that was, but okay. William Faulkner, though, um, apparently. My professor. Now I took this class as I just had to. I have. I was on. I was on a gov government scholarship, kind of. Since, uh, since I was living at home, it was basically a free education, undergraduate, and I had to take you know a certain amount of credit. I had to take at least twelve credit hours to get my keep my uh, scholarship or whatever. Free, basically free education, which which is great. Like I said, I, my parents were poor, and that's how I qualified. And and I never never owed any, um, even through all my degrees or whatever, that I never had to have a uh, student loan. So I was lucky. I'm mm -hmm. lucky to be poor, I guess. But I I, I but. At the end of my college career, I took extra philosophy classes. I took extra English classes. I took extra, extra political science classes that I didn't was not required. Part of it was because I had to, you know, have at least twelve credit hours. And I, I was there for six years. Now I did take a break in between uh, after my first year. To just kind of go part time and work at the hotel with my uncle Melvin uh, during the day, and you know, move tables and chairs and be a custodian, pretty much. And fuck, we had a fucking great time. And there was a chick there. <laughs> well, I was, you know. <laughs> You know, I said there was a little comp. Okay, uh, I, what I'm saying is that various relationships happened various times. I was 18, 19, 20 years old. 
Oh, it was probably 2021, 20, maybe at the time. Of course, my girlfriend was in Norway. She was a she was a go getter. Not truly my girlfriend because she was a born again Christian, born again Christian, living in Norway at a, some Christian camp, and. Uh, oh man, talk about stories. What was I trying to say? I can't remember. Okay, but th the story that I wanted to tell was, uh, said this is one of the 600 recordings that was lost, but the sound of the fury. Okay, so I took uh, at the University of Nebraska uh, as maybe an extra course because when I became a, a, basically a senior for like three years, I was like a senior in college for like three years, and I loved it. I loved it. It's like a piece of cake. It's like, I'm just getting A's, A pluses, and fucking everything. And it's like history, even English, even... The, I mean, I, as a freshman, I barely got a B in English, and I, I, and I or English comp or whatever, and I, I felt horrible about it but I raised my GPA to eventually to 3.91 which uh, out of four but uh, apparently the colleges doesn't matter anymore because they keep changing it it's like some some colleges go to five or whatever but 3.91 out of four is fucking awesome it's like uh, I never got below a B I never got a C I, I, ninety percent of the time I got an A, and then in later years I would get A pluses, and it's like, it's like, college became easy for me in a way because I took all these history, political science, extra classes. I took extra stuff, and oh shit, I just forgot. Okay, so the story of the sound of fury is that that is the title of a book by William Faulkner, who was like the like I said, stream of consciousness is a very difficult book to understand, and uh, it was probably after my summer of pretty much reading all the classics. I, I, I read all the classic novels of all time and loved Mark Twain and Dickens and hated the Russians. And but still, it was, it was, it was like a, I'm going to forget if I don't stream consciousness, stream consciousness, stream consciousness. Uh, this is what I'm doing, stream of consciousness. I'm just expressing what is coming to my brain. Okay, stream of consciousness. Okay. Now, the book, though, The Sound and the Fury. And the Sound and the Fury is from Hamlet. Hamlet, uh, 
like I said, I mentioned Rosencrantz and Guildford and Dead, and, and then I was in that, and there was bits and pieces of Hamlet in it, and so I had to read it, you know. Okay, so I'm taking this college cl class, and it was called, it was basically, a, you know, English 400 level, or 300 level class uh, with a professor who was really cool. Now, I, and it was Sound and Fury was the topic, and, and it's like, uh, well, you go to the Nebraska bookstore and you you go to get the Cliff's Notes and you get the Cliff's Notes on the Sound and Fury, which happened to be there. And I already had the book, so but I hadn't read it read it yet. And it's it's like I had to read it like three or four times, and then I then I recognized that in 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 the um, Cliff Notes, I look at the author of the Cliff Notes and I recognize that the author of the Cliff Notes for The Sound of the Fury by William Faulkner is my professor on this class. This, it, this is the professor. He wrote the Cliff's Notes. This is the, I guess, the preeminent expert on this book. Which, I mean, this is like a one essay, this is like a one essay uh, exam. To me, it's like a history exam. It's like, I used to study for history tests. I used to study for all the stuff, and I I could write it, you know, 15 pages on Russian history or something, or American history. I would write 15 pages on several Cliff Notes books. I remember once asking, can I use my second book, please, sir, for, you know, so some, some kind of American history A-plus class I got on it. I mean, I, I, A, A-plus on everything. Except for English, English, I had it was an acquired skill. It was an acquired skill. Okay, and the, and, and now that my professor is like the author of the Clipstone, so I shit. Did I recognize? Did I recognize it before or after the final? I think it was after. Uh, no, I, I'm trying to think. Well, I wrote my essay. Whether or not I found out it, he was a, he was the author of the close notes before or after. I think it was before, but maybe not. I, I it didn't matter. And then I wrote the essay, and it was like fucking. I filled up a fucking blue book. You know what? Unless you went to college, you know what a blue book is. It's like pages of pages of pages, like eight, ten, twelve pages of. You, you know, you, where you write your essay answer. Like, that's the type of test you should have. F fuck the 
fuck the lazy professors that had <laughs> fill in the dots. You know, fill in the dots for philosophy 101. Fill in the dot. Fill in the dot. A, B, C, D. Fill in the dot. Fuck them. Fuck them. This guy actually read my, read my essay. He read my essay. And he... No, this like I said, I, I this is the only time I'm bragging because I really do not brag about shit. I really don't too much. But but because I told the story before and I want my kids to know about it. Three weeks later or so when when I walked into his office at the uh, University of Nebraska and I said, well, you know, can I have my test? Because it was like January or something. And I was like, oh, do you remember? I, you know, do you have this test? I, I don't know what grade I, 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 I think it was, wasn't that, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just December because I don't think I got the test results yet. I, yeah, so it must have been like December, and it's like I took the final essay, and 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 I wrote, uh, completed, uh, I filled up a whole blue book of, of of about the sound of fury, and he ha he hands it to me, and he and he says, "Are you a English major?" And I looked this, and I said no. And I look at the score in my test, and I got an A plus. And I said, no, I took this class. Pass, no pass. This is early in my mid career as a college student, I guess, because I was thinking I was going to fail this class. I didn't get, he gave me the A plus and the compliment. And what I got was a pass. Meaning it, just did, it didn't count against or with my GPA, which eventually was 3.91, which is fucking awesome out of four. But all those other classes, the only classes I got a B in was, uh, shit, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, my first English class, and then my, my uh, I don't know, computer class or something. Okay, so. Now I feel good about, no, now, why, why, now I feel good about, now I feel, now I feel good, no I don't, because I really don't, I really, I kind of just want to, I want to watch The Mandalorian.
signing off.